Welcome back, Atlanta, to another week of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, your host this week. The Atlanta residential real estate market update year-to-date. Is the market going in the right direction or is it slowing down? Something you should know about Atlanta, we're going to focus on six flags over Georgia. Why are original blue ink signatures required on closing documents? And why don't people who want to buy homes actually buy homes? We'll talk about four or five reasons that is the case. Again, I'm Cleve Gaddis. I am, uh, our goal here, by the way, is to help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry typical with life's biggest investments. We would love to connect with you, and it's really easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com. G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share ideas. You can ask for your neighborhood to be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, which is in the fourth segment of the show. And you can also subscribe to our podcast. It's available on all major podcasting platforms, and we would love for you to be a subscriber. Let's go ahead and jump right into the market information. And you have to forgive me. I've got a little bit of a scratch in my throat today, so hopefully I can avoid coughing. But we will see how that works over the next uh, hour or so. This is for the month of October. I don't have any statistics yet for the month of November. Should have those in the next few weeks. But in the month of October, and this is just October of 2020 compared to October of 2019, for all of you out there who are the numbers buffs, um, we had 7,467 closings, single-family detached, in the month of October, that is a 10%. You heard that right. That is a 10% increase over the prior year. There were 1,520 condos and townhomes sold in Metro Atlanta for the month, which is an increase of 15% over the prior year. Average sales price for single-family detached homes, that's not the condos and the townhomes, is $366,400, which is an increase of a whopping 20%. Over October of 2019, the average sales price for a condo or townhome is now <clears throat> flipped over, moved past the 300,000 mark. We're at 302,841, which is an increase of 7.5% over October of 2019. Year to date, we've had 70,300 single family detached closings in Metro Atlanta, which is an increase of 4% over year to date 2019, again through the end of October. We've had 13,600 condos and townhomes sold in Metro Atlanta for the year, which is an increase of 4% over year-to-date in 2019. Average sales prices year-to-date. Now, remember, the average sales price for a detached home in the month of October was 366. Year-to-date, the average is 342, which means prices are continuing to trend up. Uh, Year-to-date pricing, again, $342,000, almost even, which is an 8% increase over the same period year-to-date in 2019. Average sales price of condos and townhomes year-to-date, $288,000. was the average in the month of October, $288,000 year-to-date, which means those prices are continuing to advance as well, $288,000 represents a 5% increase over the year-to-date numbers. The year-to-date numbers the same period, January through October of 2019. There are currently 9,917 active listings on the market, single-family detached. That's not the condos and townhomes. Listen to this. Compared to 19,889 
at the same time in 2019, which means inventory available for sale is down 50, 50 percent compared to last year. So if you're out there trying to buy a home and you're feeling left out because sellers get multiple offers and you can't even seem to get in the race, well, it's because there's half as many listings out there right now as there was this time last year. Condos and townhomes, we've got 3,673 of those actively listed, which means you've got somewhere around 13,000, a little over 13,000 total listings available for sale in Metro Atlanta right now. But those condos and townhomes of 3,673 listings represents a 13% decline in the number of listings compared to the same period last year. So long story short, a really good time to sell a home. Uh, if you are working to buy a home, make sure you're working with an agent who knows how to help you win in multiple offer situations. There's nothing worse than the feeling of making an offer on a home and then another home and then another home and not knowing, number one, that there would be multiple offers and a good real estate agent, and that's somebody who probably sells 25 or 30 homes a year, uh, would be able to give you an idea of whether or not you were going to be in a multiple offer situation even before you make the offers. But they also should have a very specific written strategy for what you do to win in multiple offer situations. If you don't have that information, if you're not working with an agent who is helping you, feel free to go to gogaddisradio.com, scroll all the way down, click on contact us, just ask me to send you the winning strategies for multiple offer situations, and I will be happy to do that for you. I think we've got a 14 or a 16-point plan for how you win in multiple offer situations. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. My name is Cleve Gaddis. I'm your host. If you want to connect with us, it's gogaddisradio.com. We've got a listener question from Lee and Marietta. Now, I haven't had this question in several years, but Lee wants to know why are original signatures in blue ink required by closing attorneys in Georgia? It's not required that all documents in all states of the United States of America be signed in blue ink. In Georgia, those are the only ones that can be recorded in the county courthouse. So you wind up signing all of the documents in blue ink at closing, and it's not because all of the documents you sign, like the settlement statement, truth and lending, uh, all the title documents, things like that that go with the closing. It's not that they all need to be signed in blue ink, really just the deeds. The warranty deed that transfers the ownership of the property from the current owner to you needs to be signed in blue ink because it's going to be recorded. Also, the security deed, which is what we call mortgages in the state of Georgia. We don't use uh, an official mortgage document in the state of Georgia. We only use security deeds. That must have original blue ink as well because that document, document is going to be recorded at the county courthouse. So the answer to your question, Lee, from Marietta is original blue ink signatures are required because that's what the clerk of superior court in all of the counties in Georgia require in order to be able to record documents. Who knows what's going to happen in the upcoming years regarding the way closing documents are signed, my guess is there'll probably be some electronic signatures allowed, probably make some changes. Georgia is an attorney state uh, for closings and uh, also it's an attorney state, I think, from our legislative standpoint. And so they have made sure that attorneys are staying involved in the closing process. And so I think that's why it's a little difficult to get a lot of the electronic signature things approved in Georgia on an ongoing basis. We've had some temporary things approved during the coronavirus so people could have documents notarized remotely like over Zoom, 
uh, which makes a big difference for a closing because someone who has COVID or someone who's out of state can actually sign the documents in front of the closing attorney, but they're just doing it one state away from where the closing attorney is. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Birchfield and Capital City Home Loans. John makes it his mission to guide each home buyer step-by-step through the entire loan process so they are educated and confident in the mortgage options available. And he wants you to make the best decisions along the way. You can reach John by calling 678-226-7887-678-226-7887. Here's something, Atlanta, that you should know about Atlanta. Six Flags Over Georgia is a 290-acre theme park located west of Atlanta in unincorporated Cobb County. It features characters and themes from a variety of Warner Brothers properties such as Looney Tunes and DC Comics. The park opened to the public in 1967, so the park is one year older than I am and was the second of the three theme parks built by Six Flags. It features 11 roller coasters, including the top-ranked Mindbender, which, by the way, I rode the very first day it was open, and Goliath, that have been recognized annually by Amusement Today and over 30 other rides, shows, and attractions. Hurricane Harbor, a seven-acre water park included in the price of admission to the amusement park was added in 2014. So if you don't know and you haven't been to Six Flags, you probably need to put that on the list as something you could go and do. If you want to buy a house and you keep talking yourself out of it, You're not the only one around who's doing that. The reality is lots of people who want to buy a house make excuses for not buying a home. And I want to give you, this is from Realtor.com magazine, I want to give you a list of the top excuses that people make when it comes to avoiding buying a home. And let's see if any of these resonate with you. The first one is I don't have enough money for a down payment. And by the way, while that might be true, most of the people who think they don't have enough money for a down payment have never explored with a lender exactly how much they would be required to put down. There are a lot of options in Georgia for people to get zero down payment loans, VA loans, USDA loans. There are options for people to get 3% down payment loans on conventional mortgages, 3.5% down payment loans on FHA loans. So in a lot of cases, you don't need as much money as you think you do. So that's reason number one, I don't have enough money for the down payment. Number two, I need to save more money, which is the same thing as I don't have enough down payment. But sometimes people are looking to save enough money to have some in reserves. And the reality is that a lot of times you can buy a property for less than you can rent it for. In segment number two, you're going to see a very specific example of this. So the reality is people who think they need to save more quite often do not. I'm locked into my lease. Uh, this is a could be a very valid excuse, but the reality is, is that not all leases lock you in indefinitely or through the end of the period. Some of them allow you to terminate the lease early, provided the landlord can re-rent the property, and sometimes you only have to pay maybe give 60 days notice and pay one month's penalty. A lot of times people are concerned about moving away, and the reality is that is a valid concern. Uh, but it doesn't mean it needs to stop you from buying a house. I'm waiting for the market timing to get better. And the reality is with what's going on now with supply and demand so out of whack, if you wait on the market to get better, you might be waiting a long time. And then I'm looking for the perfect house. That tends to be one that trips up a lot of people. The reality is, is that no perfect house exists out there. You just going to find, you want to try to find one that is close, as close to being perfect as it possibly can be. We're going to take a quick break. 
When we come back, the cost of owning versus renting, is there really that big of a difference? What happens when a home appraises for less than the contract price? We'll talk about these two subjects and more. Stick with us. We'll be back.